0: Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about The One I Love?
1: I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. Hey. Hello. I don't know why I said it like that. Like, I was like... Like I'm Liza Minnelli. Hello. <laughs>
0: Hello. Um, so I have been watching the house or the the, the haunting of Hill House and Ooh. been having like fucking creepy ass dreams because of it. And last night I had this dream that I was at my old house on like the other side of the state, and I had friends over. And I was like my age now. And <clears throat> And I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of dreams about my old house, but I had a dream that there was this dude who was like standing outside the door, like a sliding glass door. And just like watching us like balding, long, scraggly, like gross gray hair, like just looked super like real, like the type of guy you'd see on like the sex offenders (laughs) list. You know what I mean? Like, Did you guys have his precious? He sounds I'm like precious. gollum. <laughs> um, and I'm like, there's someone watching us out there. And my friends were like, there's no one there. And I'm like, how do you not see this guy? Like literally, like, like hands pressed against the glass, <gasps> Ooh, like watching weird. us. And I- I'm like, he's right there. Like I'm like, how are you not seeing him? And so I called the police, and they're just like, they go, oh well, there's nothing that we can do about it if he's just watching you guys. And I was like. <laughs> Sounds about right. (laughs) There's nothing you can do. He's on my property. (laughs) Like, like, there's nothing you can do that's
1: trespassing, dude. Yeah, that's weird. That's a scary dream.
0: And, And I, yeah, and I, like, went to, like, I was, like, in school for some reason. And I went to school and I was, like, telling people about this. And no one believed me. And so I like went into the hall and had like an anxiety attack and it was terrible. And then I woke up. Man, that's like, a what terrible the fuck?
1: dream. That's I know. awful. I know.
0: Jeez. I know. And then I took a, like I took a nap the night before and I also had another dream, but I didn't remember that one. But yeah, I was having these like creepy ass dreams last night. Man, that Very doesn't weird. sound
1: fun. No. Yeah. I've been watching um Cobra Kai with Mike. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the direct opposite of The Haunting of Hill House. (laughs) And I was never a fan of The Karate Kid when I was young. Like, I wasn't, like... I don't even think I've seen the whole movie all the way through. And if I have, I was maybe, like, three years old, you know? Yeah. But Cobra Kai is very fun.
0: I've never... I've seen The Karate Kid. I've seen the Ralph Macchio one. But I've never seen... I don't, like... I'm kind of in the same boat you are. I probably will not touch Cobra Kai because I'm like, mm, (laughs) I don't really care. I'm indifferent. I don't, I don't hate it. That's what I thought too until I started
1: watching it.
0: Netflix keeps like, they're like, I think you'd like this. And I'm like, do you, do you think I'd like it Netflix? (laughs) Because you don't even know me.
1: (laughs) It's so, it's so like adult. Like I thought it was, I told Mike this. I thought it was going to be like full house. Like everyone learns a lesson and it's like sticky sweet. But it's like pretty crass and it's corny. Like it's definitely it- corny, but it owns it. And it's I don't know. And then Mike pointed out that the intended audience is like people our age or older. Oh, okay. You know, because they were fans of the karate kid. Right. So anyway, it's pretty fun. It probably won't give you um haunted dreams, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe. I don't know. That sounds like a creepy dream though
0: well i've I've had a lot of creepy dreams about that old house though like I've told you about how I always have like dreams about like a like a ghost in like my old bathroom mm-hmm. like in the shower so i don't know i i think that place like i'm a skeptic, but i think that place was haunted like i don't know i would i would like i would I would love to go back in there and do like a seance, like, and just see. Yikes.
1: No way. I don't mess with stuff like that.
0: <laughs> you know, I shouldn't either, but I'm so curious if there's <laughs> something in there, you know, just like what's in there. But you know, if it follows me home, that's going to be a real problem. That's this what I was thinking. not big enough for both of us. So. Well,
1: like, yeah, sure. Maybe there's something in there, but do you want it to like come back with you? No, Ooh, I, I listen, yeah. I need at
0: least a two bedroom apartment if that's going to happen.
1: So, like, <laughs> <laughs> no ghosts allowed.
0: No ghosts allowed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Actually <laughs> something weird about dreams that I've noticed is I've, um, up until this year, 2020. So I moved out of my parents' house in early 2011 to live on my own. And up until this year, I've never had dreams in any of the new places i've lived i've only had dreams if they take place in a house that i'm supposed to live in it's always in my childhood home weird and this year and i think due to quarantine i started having dreams that take place in my current apartment and i've never had that before and i think it's just because i'm here because I, you know like i spent what like 26 years in my parents house yeah.
0: Same. So it makes
1: sense that like, it would be like ingrained in my head, you know? Right. And, um, and I think because of quarantine being in this apartment, you know, way more than I ever was when I right. was working full-time outside of the apartment, that's, I think what triggered my b- brain to be like, oh, we can start dreaming in this <laughs> new locale. And like, I lived in a, I lived in a townhouse briefly and I've, like never had a dream that took place there. You know, I've had dreams that take place in like made up locations, but as far right. as like real places, it's always been my parents' house. But now I have two, I have two dream locations. I've unlocked another level. It's pretty exciting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Cause now that you say that, I don't think I've ever had a dream about this apartment either. And I've lived here for like seven years now. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. I think I've lived here since, I don't know, maybe like 2013. Yeah, I've
1: lived here since 2012. So yeah, weird.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I always have them. I don't have them about the house that I used to live in, um, that my parents currently live in. It's always been about the house that's on the other side of the state that I like grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always like. It's almost never a positive dream. It's always almost like it's almost always like a very like creepy, um, like just a spooky dream. It's almost never positive. It's weird.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. A lot of stress dreams, things like that. Yeah, or you know about ghosts like that. That sounds stressful. (laughs) 14-year-old dead girls that hate my sister. That's yeah. (laughs)
0: That's. They're, like, a ghost, like, that's, like, a teenage girl, and she's, like, I fucking hate your sister, and I'm, like, why? And she's, like, I just do, and I'm, like, okay, you're dead, so let's calm down here a little bit. (laughs) In your dreams, the girl hates your sister? She, like, hates my sister, yeah. And she's always in the bathroom. She's always in the bathtub. I, I, like, I had a lot of, um, so I think I told you, like, we were talking about the movie Signs you know, there's that scene where abigail breslin has her dad come to her room and there's like an alien standing on like a roof oh so, i i know that scene yeah. <laughs> yes <yeah. laughs> so i think i told you that like in my old house there was a roof that looked just like that and i would always kind of imagine that there was like like a being like standing there like just on the roof and yikes I, the the house that we lived next to was like this really old like probably like from the 1800s mansion <laughs> um, <laughs> like i mean we lived in an affluent neighborhood you know um wait your house was from the 1800s no mine wasn't mine's from like 19 i think 1920 or 1930s oh okay yeah but the old one the the gov- it was like the old governor's mansion and um the people that lived there when we were there, like were the worst. They tore down all of the trees. So it was like this beautiful like land and had all these beautiful trees on it. And then they tore down every single tree because they were like, this place is too gorgeous. Let's just make it super ugly. <laughs> and it was so disappointing because you, I'd be able to look out my window out of the bathroom and out of like my bedroom window. They were like faced the same way and like, look at this beautiful, like all these trees. And then nope they just tore them all down
1: yeah man yeah what would they say if fern gully came to talk to them i don't know (laughs) i remember fern gully as a noun but anyway (laughs) yeah Yeah. i remember we had to watch um we had a school assembly in elementary school to watch the movie fern gully Mm -hmm. and my parents were very angry because really? because they didn't want me to, get, they didn't want me to get like messages about like caring for the earth. <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud, I think I should cut this part out. But they were like, like my dad was really mad because I guess he thought it would fill my head with like highfalutin ideas that I shouldn't like cut down forests or something. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> i think you
0: should keep it in i think it's really funny i just I've, i
1: haven't thought about that probably since it happened but i have a very clear memory of my dad like ranting about it and me being like it's a cartoon i don't understand why are the adults angry like, why?
0: <laughs> did that like did the like gas like creature like freak you out because it
1: freaked me the fuck out yeah he like killed all the Tim people Curry. right or something yeah. yeah yeah that was that movie messed me up i mean like now looking back on it it's probably makes sense why my parents were so upset because it did it gave me like nightmares like cuz Oh me too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Fern Gully, the Ferngully. people who live in your house should have watched it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it seems yeah. like
1: the house next door they should have yeah.
0: definitely watched Fern Gully. Yeah. they didn't. Instead they watched a show about um, you know, cutting down trees and stuff. They were like, you know what? Let's mm-hmm. also do that and destroy. Yeah, them.
1: like um, that sh- that movie about or that show about people who like cut down giant redwoods or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we do have a mini topic today. Yes, we do. So you can go first. Okay.
0: So I should tell a little bit of backstory about why this mini topic came to be because I was watching Broadchurch and there are two characters in it and one named Jim and the other one named Nige. <laughs> Nigel. I'll just call him Nigel because I don't like Nigel. It's weird. Anyway, um, and these two characters looked so much alike that I was literally having trouble like telling them apart. And I finally looked it up on IMDb and I was like, oh my god, these two actors look like the same fucking person. Like, no one. I've been so confused the entire, like the entire first season. And I, <laughs> I called Sam, and I was like ranting and raving, and I'm like, these two people look exactly the same. They can't choose anyone that looks slightly different, blah, blah, blah. And then I kept watching it, and... um. As it turns out, there was a reason why they looked the same. And it was a reason that made a lot of sense and was very logical for the story. And I call her back and I was like, so, um, you know, how I like ranted and raved about those two actors looking a lot alike. Well, as it turns out, um, there's a reason for it. And she's like, you just got so mad. I mean, I was like laughing mad. Like I wasn't really seriously mad, but now I saw mini topic is pat peeves that we have in tv shows or movies
1: i feel like i have to add to the story because you ranted to me a little bit via skype yeah and then you called me and you were furious about this casting decision and you sent me photos and they did look like it looked like different photos of the same actor like they were very they were very they looked alike Right. And you called and you were on fire. Like you were so fired up about like, why can't they cast people who look different? It's so confusing. And I said to you, well, is there a reason why they look alike? Like, (laughs) is there a reason? And you said to me, no, I'm almost done with it. And I don't think there is a reason. And then in a sitcom twist of fate, Twelve minutes later, I missed a call from you, and then I look. I looked at my phone, and I was like, "Oh, Lauren called," and I called you back, and you were like, "Okay, so I just finished it, and they were supposed to look alike." <laughs> <laughs> so, just to round out the story, but I know that it is a pet peeve of yours. Beyond that, yes, like, beyond that. One casting decision, but I just couldn't believe the turnaround.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like a dog like going home with its tail between its legs. I was like, so um, you know how like I freaked out just a second ago.
1: Just let's just pretend that didn't happen. (laughs) I I don't know if I've seen you that fired up about many things. Honestly, (laughs) I'm not being hyperbolic. That might be one of the top three. Fired up times that I've ever seen you <laughs> oh man
0: yeah i was I was like really <laughs> it was really ticked, so my pet peeve is people who are cast in a movie or a show that look a lot alike but have no reason to look alike, and my example well I'm sure I have a lot of them I didn 't really write them down because I was like as I go, I feel like I'll know more um but my biggest example is the shanara chronicles where there were like three actors that all had like olive colored skin and brown hair and green eyes and the lead actress it was like her boyfriend and her uncle and then like some other dude and i can't remember the other dude because it's been years since i've seen the first season but there's a scene where she's like going and she's kissing her boyfriend and i'm like oh my god ew she's making out with her her uncle no wait no that's her boyfriend oh okay oh. <laughs> yeah that's weird it's like getting so irritated because why in the world are they casting people that look so alike that I as a viewer have a difficult time telling them apart like in my opinion There's 8 billion people in this world. There's so many endlessly, like, endless types of races out there. You can't cast one other person that looks slightly different other than brown hair, green eyes, and olive-colored skin. Like, they – like, it's just like – and also – It makes me question what kind of girl this is. If she's starting to date a guy that happens to look a hell of a lot like her (laughs) uncle. Like, is she like, oh, I'm feeling my uncle, but like, I can't do anything about it because he's
1: my uncle. Like, ew. They do that a lot in those Hallmark movies. Like all the women, even if the woman's supposed to be like a college freshman, she's probably like 29 in real life. (laughs) So she looks a lot like the love interest. Like Mike and I were watching casually, like we like to watch the hallmark movies and make fun of them a lot and um (laughs) there was one where this guy had a daughter and he was a widower and so he had his like college age daughter and he was falling in love with a new woman and they looked like they could have been sisters and we were watching it and i said i was doing like a fake voiceover for him and i was like i'm only attracted to women who look like my daughter (laughs) (laughs) like that's what it's like (laughs)
0: It's. I have a really big issue with, um, you know, I have another example, and I never watched this show, but um, I, I. it kind of got, like, <clears throat> shoved in my face a lot when I was on Tumblr, is Teen Wolf, and so then I didn't want to watch it, because people were like, you should watch Teen Wolf, it's really great, and then they kept saying it over and over again, and then I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch it now, because you've told me how great it is, and I'm exhausted, oh, yeah. um, but the like Tyler Posey and Crystal Reed are their actors' names. And they look like they could be fucking twins, but they were love interests. And I was like, I'm like, no one else is grossed out by this coupling. Like no one else is like, okay, these two look like they could be legitimate siblings. But they're like dating. Like, I mean, they looked alike. It's just like, this yeah. is the problem that I have. It's like, and as you said, the Hallmark movies, Hallmark does that a lot where the love interests are like, they're both blonde hair and blue eyed and they look like they could be related. And I'm like, this is gross. Yeah. Is gross. It's like they're,
1: it's like they're all like cousins with each other yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In Hallmark oh, World, everyone's mean. related.
1: Yeah, everyone's related, and everyone hates Christmas until they get a good dose of Christmas cheer. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it's always, like, the city girl, and she goes to the country for whatever reason, and there's some good-looking countryman that shows her the meaning of Christmas. And you know we what?
1: this one.
0: I fucking love those movies.
1: <laughs> we watched this one that was so ridiculous, and it was a s- snowman come to life. <laughs> Wait, like, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like—he looks like a memory. normal, like, you know how all the actors in those movies look like J.C. Penny models. So he looked right, like right. a normal, like J.C. Penny model, but he—they're like,
0: like generically attractive. Yeah, but yeah. she like
1: put this magic scarf around him, and she was like so sad about being single that she made this like magical wish. Her deep desire was to like, oh, she wanted to meet the perfect man and fall in love or something stupid, and. And the whole movie also, she has, like, this best guy friend who is also very attractive. Well, you know, like, P- Penny attractive. Right, But he's right. not, like, there's nothing wrong with him. But for some reason, she just, like, can't see the attraction until the end after she dates a snowman come to life for a while. As we all do. We right. all have to date our s- a snowman come to life before <laughs> we figure out that the person we really want is right next to us wait so okay so he was a
0: snowman come to life but he looked like he was human oh big time yeah okay so he wasn't like a. it wasn't like frosty the snowman no he
1: wasn't like like burl ives and the like rudolph the, Ren- okay. the red nose reindeer <laughs> that's, what, that was like, no. that's what i'm picturing i wish she's
0: like uh, she's like there's something about your carrot nose that just is really pulling me in and i, I wish like-
1: he would have looked like the snowman from the old claymation movie <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, this super weird, like, <laughs> like fake, like, cross-species relationship.
1: <laughs> like, not even a yeah, species. really so. weird. It was so, it's such a weird... So, yeah, that actually leads into one of my pet peeves, which I've, okay. I'm sure I've talked about. I didn't mean for it to bleed into it like this, but it's perfect. It sets it up perfectly. But we've talked about this before a little bit. But something I hate in movies that goes along with casting is casting someone good-looking who's supposed to be like unattractive oh yeah and the hallmark movies do that as well like oh i can't date him but it's like why you know (laughs) or like um like i always was told like drew barrymore and kate winslet for example were like heavier women in hollywood they're and not. I even. saw, I saw a costume exhibit at the art museum, mm-hmm. and there was a dress from Ever After and a dress from Titanic, in the exhibit, and I probably couldn't have put my leg in them. So if they're overweight. You know what I mean? Like that. No, I've I've seen.
0: Vision. Yeah, I've seen them, and I was like, I was like, excuse me, people are calling Kate Winslet fat. I'm like, her waist is like twenty inches across- around. Like how? Like. <laughs>
1: yeah so I just I don't like mainly I don't like the like oh here's my ugly best friend and it's like oh another Hollywood actress who is not ugly right you know? right it's like so I um, think, what's um
0: oh go on what were you no saying? That's, no go ahead um what's that one she's all that with um, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Lee um Cook. Yeah, Rachel yeah Rachel Cook and they like take off her glasses and she's like suddenly hot and I'm like she was
1: always hot like I don't know Like I totally agree with you or like in the princess diaries where all Anne Hathaway needed was just to like comb her hair a little bit but like she still had good genes like she's still a pretty girl so yeah stuff like that kind of bothers me and I I think they go a little heavy-handed on the like isn't she homely when maybe they could dial that back a little bit and be like she needs to learn how to accentuate things you know instead right so that's right. kind of something I don't like in movies. That's like
0: um, – that reminds me of um, in Snow White and the Huntsman, all those women who, like, scarred their cheeks. Like, <laughs> oh, my god, They're still attractive women. They're not, like – Yeah. It doesn't stop them from being good-looking. And, yeah. Right. no, it's I totally – yeah, I get what you mean. It's like – I'm like, what? Yeah. so weird.
1: And I feel like, honestly, there are very, very few truly ugly people – in the world It's like yeah you know? so
0: I don't it's just strange well you know and the thing is like beauty is in the eye of the beholder and then yeah. I mean, you talked about this so many times where I've thought someone was attractive and you're like okay
1: yeah <laughs> like,
0: you know <laughs> right you're like sure all right <laughs> you know you can keep thinking whatever you want to think there girl <laughs> um it, it, it's just, it's a matter of perspective. It's, you know, it's who who is viewing said person and who's not viewing them or whatever, and yeah, no, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all attractions weird. Okay, so let's start talking about the movie. So, first of all, this is your second time watching it, right? Yes. Okay. What did you think about, about it the second time?
1: I appreciate you asking me, but i really more curious first to hear what you thought about it okay I gotta know
0: okay um so I liked it I liked it like pretty much right away it pulled me in and um the thing is that (laughs) the thing that really sucks is that when I was updating the Instagram I kind of got a little bit of a spoiler from one of the pictures that was on Google like Google images
1: Oh, it was no. like totally
0: unavoidable. It was unavoidable. I couldn't have I couldn't have done anything about it. Right. So I knew that there was going to be two of the Elizabeth Moss character. I didn't and that's all I knew. Okay.
1: Okay. So I did
0: go in like <clears throat> and I think the thing is that before I had seen the movie, like weeks before we were even gonna do it months even I think I looked up the ending on Wikipedia because sometimes I do that if I like am curious about a movie but I'm not sure if I want to watch it or not, you know. Um it's also had me like doing that has gotten me to um avoid a lot of shitty movies. So sometimes I do that because I'm like this looks interesting but it could be real bad. Uh so I didn't quite remember the ending but I also knew that there was some like like weird stuff going on you know yeah um so unfortunately it was mildly spoiled for me but not enough in a way for me to like it for it to like ruin the film or anything you know um I have to say though so the first movie I've ever seen Mark Duplass in was um Creep (laughs) so Everything I've seen after that has been like slightly skewed because I always am thinking that he's gonna be a creepy character because he's very, very good at playing a very unsettling and creepy like character that puts you on edge. By the way, anyone out there who's listening, creep is a great movie. It's it's creepy, it's real creepy. <laughs> so um so my it which is kind of unfortunate that that's like the first movie I ever saw him in. And because now whenever I watch anything that he's in, I'm like, what kind of character are you going to be in this, Mark? You know? And he wasn't even in Bombshell. And I was like, I was like, what do you, what, what, what's going on here? What do you, what do you going be? <laughs> what are you going to be in this? You know? Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. It was, I have a lot of things to say about the ending and we'll get there. But um, yeah. So what did you think?
1: Yeah, I saw it. It might've been like six years ago when I saw it. And when I watched it the first time I was like, I like this movie, but I have no idea what happened at the end. Like it felt, it felt like a vaguely unfinished science fiction movie but not unfinished enough for me to dislike it. Like I was still intrigued by it and the performances were really good. And then, and I recommended it to some people and I recommended it to our friend, Samantha, and she's the one who suggested that we do it. Our friend, Samantha. So shout out to Samantha. Hey, Samantha. (laughs) And I was kind of, I was sort of dreading a rewatch because I was afraid that I was going to get too caught up in trying to figure out the ending since I knew what was happening. I thought I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to try to figure it out this time. I'm going to figure out what is going on because I didn't know it was coming the first time I watched it, but now I can relax. But actually I really enjoyed the first two acts again, because it's, it pulled me in as well. Once again, it pulled me in that their performances are so good, but that third act, I don't know. I it's just so bananas and I did talk to, like, I didn't, Mike was texting me cause he ended up watching it as well. And he has a theory about the ending that sort of makes sense to me, but I'm not going to tell it to you until I hear your thoughts and then tell you what I thought it was. Then I'll tell you what he thought it was just to see. Okay. But he helped me put my <laughs> own theory to rest a little bit and get a little bit of peace over what maybe happened because I was just like. I can't, I just don't know what's happening in this movie, you know, but um, right. as far as Mark Duplass goes, I saw him in a movie called uh, like a very like uh, a small movie called The Puffy Chair when I was in college. That's the first movie I ever saw him in. And that was like, um, like a romantic dramedy, I guess you'd say. And then he was in a TV show called The League for a while. And I didn't watch The League very much because it's like, Vaguely chauvinistic, but I had a like, I got kind of
0: a feeling that isn't that with like Paul Shear and like, um, yeah, it's a yeah, 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 I kind of got the the vibe. Like, I've never seen that show, but I was always like, I think I'm okay not seeing it because I always kind of got that vibe where I was going to be like, this is going to get under my skin, I'm not going to like this, you know, so I never, I never bothered to watch it,
1: yeah, and it's, I mean, it has humorous things. Like, I I had a friend who was into it, and so I watched a couple times with him and it was humorous, but anyway, he wasn't like a bad, like he wasn't a bad character in the show. So I didn't have, I don't have that creep vibe to like change his, my opinion of him or whatever, but I think he's, he's very talented in creep. And I think he's very talented in this movie. Um, and so, yes, I liked it, but I, I do also have a lot to say about it and watching it again i was like i'm just as confused as i was the first time so i was i'm excited to hear your take on it i'm excited to hear what you said what you think and you know like so yeah yeah um well let's get let's
0: get into the film and then we can discuss the ending as we get there of course sound good okay yeah so, uh, you know it's about a couple that goes on this retreat to this like um like gorgeous, beautiful house, like just this like enchanting little, and like I was disappointed kind of that they never swam in the pool because it was such a nice looking pool, you know yeah. like but um, I thought that Ted Danson was going to be a way bigger part in the film than he was he was only in for like five minutes and I was like oh okay because he's like a way bigger star than well no I wouldn't say a bigger star than Elizabeth Moss I would say she's definitely like come into her own but I would say definitely a lot bigger than Mark Duplass like if you say Ted Danson versus Mark Duplass people are going to know who Ted
1: Danson are is Ted Danson is you know what I mean (laughs)
0: um
1: yeah I think probably the like how much are they willing to pay him on a project this small might dictate how much he's in the movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, It looks like... I mean, I don't think it... It looks like it didn't make a lot of money. It only made like half a million. Um, But I doubt that the... I doubt that it costs very much to do the film either, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it may be just like the brief special effects that they needed to have them all in the same room together. And that's about it. Yeah.
0: And you don't even... Like you do see them like, as well, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So let's, okay. So anyway, so this couple is falling apart and their marriage is not working out. And I don't know if you got right away that like Ethan had cheated on her, but immediately I picked that up. I was like, oh, he cheated.
1: Well, um. I will say that watching it now, a lot of the specifics I had forgotten about. So I did not remember that he cheated on her. Okay. But in the opening of the movie, they're in a therapy session and they allude to him breaking her trust somehow. Right. And so I thought, did he cheat on her or did something else happen? But then in my head, I was like, well, short of like killing her dog, I don't know what else would make them fall apart like this besides cheating, right. you know? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Like, oh, you you killed my Chihuahua, so we might not make it or you cheated on me, so we might not make it, you know? Right. <laughs> But, um, so I did, I did assume that, but I didn't specifically remember that he cheated on her, but yeah, they, they sort of alluded to a breach of trust in therapy in the beginning of the movie.
0: Right. And they never really get super into what happened and you don't find out like who the person was or anything like that. But, um, so, uh, you know, they're, they're at this estate, this like beautiful estate
1: and they smoke some weed. And there's something um, I wanted to talk about though first. Yeah. I'm jumping back to the beginning and that's something that one of the reasons that it pulled me in was that i thought they really really export expertly portrayed a couple who at this point their best days are behind them right like because he's talking about how he was trying to recreate like their first date their first date was very romantic they like met at a party and they decided to leave the party together and then they went and into a random person's backyard and swam in the pool and the owner of the house came out and chased them and so he was saying he tried to recreate that date and he took her to a pool the pool and they swam in it but the homeowner wasn't there this time to chase them and so they just like it was a really interesting scene they're in the pool and you could tell that they have like this nervous anticipation like if he comes and chases us out of this pool our relationship's going to be okay. We're going to find that fire again. But then they're just like floating and she goes, I don't, I don't think he's home. And then they try to like get him to come out. They're like, hello, hello. And nobody comes out and you can see that they're just like so bored and disappointed with just each other at this point. Right. And I really liked that because I think in a situation where as we find out, Ethan has cheated on his wife and she's struggling to trust him again. And he's struggling to show her that he's, you know, like, sorry, and he regrets it, and and they're just at this impasse where they really can't talk to each other and be around each other without something, like, exciting their passions, you know? I just thought that was a really well-done scene, and, like, their spirits just sort of deflate, like, yeah, no, our problem is bigger than just like recapturing the old magic. Like they're living in the past because they don't know what the future is. And I just, that's one of the reasons it pulled me in so much because I thought it was, it was really well done. Like if you were in a relationship like that, I, I think you would be grasping at anything, you know, that like anything that worked in the past, you'd be trying so hard to make it work again, instead of trying something new. And I, I think that's why I was, like, immediately, like, okay, I'm back into this movie. Even though I know the ending, I'm in it. Like, I'm, I'm entertained and intrigued as it's moving along because the base of it was so well done.
0: Um, I think that the whole, like, trying something new theme is really prevalent in, throughout the entire movie um, because you're right, they are – they're trying to cre- recreate a moment that really can't be recreated because the original moment was so much fun and so exciting because it was organic and yep. it, you know, it was spur of the moment and it was impulsive and it was like sexy that these two are like, you know, they're like, Ooh, we're, you know, doing something a little like illegal, <laughs> but it's not like too, it's like not too naughty, but a <laughs> little naughty, you know, like, um, but y- you can't recreate an organic moment because then it's not organic then it's it's just a false it's like a false memory you know yeah. yeah um i i i agree with you i think that that that's that's interesting where they're they're both just like it's like they're waiting for this guy this random person who's you know pool that they're in to be like you two are gonna be fine but yeah it doesn't work that way right you know? yeah and. <clears throat> you know, if if you're trying to have a third person come in and say, everything's going to work out between you guys, it's like, but there shouldn't be that third person in there because it's not about the third person. It's about these two people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have to meet each other halfway. Somebody can't do it all for them. Right. And she sort of alludes to that in therapy. She's like, we, you know, like we can't agree on how we're going to reach this like successful relationship again like we can't agree on how to get there and so that yeah Ted Danson recommends this couple's retreat which is just the two of them in the secluded house and, or and then as we as far
0: as they know yeah
1: <laughs> and then we open up on the scene that you were talking about where they are there for the first they just arrived and they like eat dinner and they yeah. smoke weed for old time's sake <laughs> right
0: I mean and they have like they have like a cute chemistry It's, it's very like, it's like a hesitant chemistry, you know, there's Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of hurt feelings there that probably have not been acknowledged or recognized because they say Ethan, like kind of, um, they, they like say like, or he says something about how he hasn't really like open or something or acknowledging of like what he's done wrong or he's been like very defensive over it. And this is the kind of thing where she's trying so hard to be like, I love you. And regardless of what happened, I want to try and make this work. But he's kind of being like a stick in the mud over it. And he like he really can't be a stick in the mud when he's the one who is kind of the catalyst for the reason that their relationship is falling apart, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And um, there's a theme throughout the movie where weird things happen. And he says, you know what, let's just chalk it up to bad weed, or let's just chalk it up to this and move forward. And I think it's like, it's an interesting perspective, because he has all this guilt over cheating, I think. And in his head, he just wants to like, let's just forget about it. And pretend like we're just starting now. And none of that happened. And it's maybe easy for him to forget about it because he feels ashamed of what he did but it's not the same for her like she feels betrayed she was betrayed by him she doesn't just feel betrayed she was betrayed by him and so you can't certain things you can't just say let's forget about it and move on you have to either talk it out or you know Right, he
0: says something about compartmentalizing. He's like, let's just compartmentalize it.
1: Yeah. But
0: it's like so clearly it's kind of easy for him to do that, but as what you said, it's not easy for her to do that because she was betrayed. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's <clears throat> it's like asking someone like after you've hurt them, it's like asking for you to be like just forget that I did what I did. And it's like I don't I can't forget that you did what you did because I'm very hurt by what you did. So I want to talk about it or I want to feel my feelings about it. And this other person is just like, I get it, but let's not do that. Let's not have you feel your feelings about it or let's not have you discuss it because it's just easier for me to just move on with this situation instead of actually like working through what's happening.
1: Yeah. 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 And I agree with you. Like I thought they had a cute kind of chemistry as well. Like I, I, believe it actually something i also really liked about that movie i i said the performances were good and they are and they had a few moments especially early on where they would like greet each other like she'd come into a room and she'd say hi to him and they were speaking to each other like people who are uncomfortable around each other and it was so well done because i i it's believable. Like here's two people who probably have a hard time being in the same room together comfortably if they're not just talking about like, Oh, it's nice outside today or, Oh, it's this, you know? Right. And I thought that performance like that, like illustration of what that would be like was really well done. I thought they both were just so good. And I, I thought it was interesting that her character, Sophie, the first Sophie that we see um, we should
0: we should um we should call them like sophie one and ethan one and then the other ones will be ethan two and sophie two just to make it a little clearer or other sophie we could also do other sophie and other ethan whichever
1: i like one and two so sophie one okay Okay. um sophie one i thought it was interesting how i'm jumping ahead a little bit we can Mm -hmm. sort this out but It was interesting how when she was around Ethan one, she kind of seemed like she was very tight and not quite unpleasant because I empathized with her, but also kind of unpleasant because I couldn't like we, at that point we didn't know what he did exactly. So I couldn't think like, can't you just like give him an inch, you know, can't you just give him an inch, try to be pleasant, but she was kind of just like, like tight and, and. Borderline unpleasant, and then when Sophie one was around Ethan two, she was so different, and she was yeah. like she was fun, and she would laugh, and she would joke, and and I like a I really like that performance, but b I just really liked how you almost you could see why she would gravitate toward Ethan two because he brought out the best in her. Oh yeah, absolutely. whereas Ethan one is just like seemed very like I don't think he was like too logical for his own good almost you know what I mean is that no I think well I think that what he is
0: I think it's like I mean I okay so um, I feel like it's a good indication of of how men and women and I'm not saying like this is a men versus women thing or anything like that just how I think this movie is kind of a good like exploratory way in how men and women process different things that happen to them. Whereas Sophie is more emotional over the situation. He's more logical and he's like, you know, he's, I think in his mind, Ethan one is going, um, well, I've, I've gone to couples therapy. We're We're, we're at this place. Um, I'm doing all the things that are right and that are, are going to help us heal our relationship. But she's like, but it doesn't like, just because you put your action into it doesn't mean that the healing process is starting to happen because it's just action. It's not, he's not putting emotion into it. He's, he's like, and he's getting like jealous over her and I'm jumping ahead. So I think we should, we should go back a little bit. Okay. Um, Because um, so anyway, they end up like, they end up having you know, some marijuana or whatever. And, and, and Sophie one, where does she go to like the guest house or something? Yeah.
1: Earlier Ethan one was wandering around the grounds of where they were at. Cause they were at this, just this house with a massive like Beautiful land around land. it. And he said, there's another house on the property. It had like a little sign that said guest house. He said, there's another guest house here. I don't know if we're supposed to use it or what, but he was able to walk into it. Like he walked in, nobody was there and he left. And then after dinner, yeah, after they smoked weed and they were kind of like flirtatious while they were eating dinner. Yeah. And Sophie was outside and she wandered around and she wandered over to the guest house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so she doesn't know that Ethan two is in there. She thinks it's Ethan one and you can tell that they're not the same person by Ethan 1 wearing glasses and Ethan 2 not wearing glasses and his hair is a little bit messy
1: oh there's something that i wanted to say so something that i i i didn't like but liked through the movie is she would subtly like insult his appearance like they were when they were at oh dinner, yeah she I did notice like, that too actually she took his glasses off and she goes oh why do you wear these you're so good looking without glasses why do you wear them and then later in the movie she like passive aggressively was like have you ever considered contacts and I I thought that was interesting that she so Ethan two was like an idealized version of Ethan one oh definitely to her and I felt like. I didn't care for the way she insulted his appearance, but it made sense if she was like moving for like she's like floating away from him, you know, essentially. Right, right. So maybe she would start to insult him in various ways. But yeah, so Ethan two was like less put together. He had like, a, he called him like Ethan one called him like server hair or something, yeah. and then he didn't <laughs> yeah. have glasses. Yeah. But I thought like, I know I thought this when I first saw the movie because I I thought if I didn't know what was happening, I'd be fooled again. I thought it was just him, like, I'm not going to wear my glasses because my wife told me I shouldn't wear them.
0: Yeah, I thought that too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, well, so you think as the viewer that they, it's, you know, a couple that is coming together and they're having sex and they're having a good time together um, until she goes back to the main house and he's like passed out on the you know couch and she's like what the hell like how'd you get over here you know and he's like what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about and um she doesn't realize that it's Ethan one instead of Ethan two the entire time um but yeah so I I was like really like when that started happening, I was like, I swear if there is some sort of like threes company style, like, like antics going on, I'm going to be really pissed. Like this is the rest (laughs) of the film because I was prepared for that. Like I was starting to be like, no one's going to communicate with each other and everyone's just going to be like, you said this, but now you don't remember saying that. So like, what's going on? Are you fucking with my mind? Um, but you know i mean as as things develop, you find out that like they are in fact like two different pairs of people there, so yeah, I mean, they're not different, they're the same, but you know i mean it's it's uh it's so <clears throat> so I want to mention this, so um he ends up having what like sophie Sophie comes and she makes him
1: like breakfast, she makes him eggs and bacon well. They get in a weird fight, right? Ethan one and Sophie one get in a weird fight and Ethan one leaves the main house and walks over to the guest house and lays down on the couch. Right. And Sophie wake wakes up. Sophie too. We don't know what Sophie too, but she wakes him up in the middle of the night and she's like, I'm sorry. And he said, I'm sorry. And then in the morning she's making him breakfast. And, and he was like, let's just chalk up our weird fight last night. A bad weed and she's and she's super agreeable, like right. super, super agreeable. And she's like a 50s housewife, basically, like whatever you want, whatever you want. Okay, I have to
0: say one thing before you go on. Um, so sometimes I like to look up like on Reddit, like what people thought about the ending, you know? Um, just kind of because either I am kind of on the fence about something and I'm not sure how I feel about it, and I'm curious as to what other people think, and then as like I read what other people think, I'm like, okay. I, I see this and I'm also like, you know, I'm starting to form my own opinion about it, whatever. Um, but with with that, there was a lot of people who were mentioning that like she was very much like a 50s housewife. Like so like, yeah, like so agreeable and, and very um, like, oh, everything's fine, honey. Don't worry about it. You know, it's okay. It's everything's fine. And you don't see that initially when you meet Sophie, that she's, she's definitely not Agreeing with everything and everything is not okay. Um, but at the same time, when you're seeing Sophie too, just be so agreeable, you're kind of like, okay, you know, like maybe she's just trying to be like, you know what? You're right. Let's just have a good time together. Um, yeah. we don't have to like, let this ruin our trip. Um, cause that could very easily happen, especially with two people who are like consistently on the edge of falling apart, you know? Um, So she makes him eggs and bacon and he says, Oh, you made me bacon. You don't like bacon. You don't like me eating it. She doesn't like the smell of it. So I wanted to mention that because it's important for later. It is important. Yeah. (laughs) It is important for later.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I agree with you. Like I could totally like, even though I knew what was happening, as I've stated, I know that I was fooled by it because it seems like, here's just two people who are putting all their effort into making it work. They want this retreat to help them. So it's believable at first. And it's, it totally is. It's really like, it's, you know, they're both like their interactions with each other. The ones and twos is, is pretty idyllic. Like it's what they want their interactions to be like. And so you kind of think, Oh, okay. A little time away is doing them well. And it's, Things are moving along normally. <laughs> right, right. You're like, oh, things are working out. Great, good for it. I'm like happy
0: for them. But then things start getting real weird. <laughs> yeah, right? so Ethan
1: one goes back to the main house uh-huh. and sees Sophie one. And he was like, wait a second, you were just making me breakfast. And she was like, what? And then they both go over to the guest house. And that's when they figure out that something weird is happening. That when they go into the guest house individually, when she goes in, Ethan too is there, the one she had sex with the night before. And when he goes in, Sophie too is there, the one who is making him breakfast. And it's, and they, he's like, this smelled like bacon. She was just making me bacon. How do you get rid of the smell of bacon? Right. And it's important
0: to note too that when the, when Ethan one goes in to the guest house or whoever, the doors are locked. So the other person cannot get in.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So when Sophie's when Sophie 1 is in there with Ethan 2, Ethan 1 can't get in.
0: Right. And he, like, tries to break, like, he takes, like, a huge rock. I mean, this thing is, like, it's got to be, like, at least 30, 40 pounds. Would definitely do some damage to the door. And he throws it, like, at the glass door, and it just falls down. Nothing happens. And he's, like... What the fuck? <laughs> you know? He's like, that would have definitely done something. I was surprised that he was so quick to cause property damage. I, I thought that that was like I was like, whoa, that's a little bit of an overreaction that his first thought was like immediately like I have to break down the door by like I, I was just like, oh, okay.
1: Well, I think what was happening was so strange that I probably would have caused property damage as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You know, me too. I guess if I was tripping out and I was like, my wife isn't remembering things that definitely happened, like what the hell is going on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So.
1: So So they decide to leave. Yeah. And they get to like a diner and they're eating at the diner. And I thought this like something interesting, a thread that I. I enjoyed throughout the movie that I thought was interesting was that Sophie one much preferred Ethan two almost immediately. Yeah, her idealized version of him was so was so much more agreeable to her than the original like Ethan one. But Ethan one was. Almost like perplexed by Sophie too before he even knew she was Sophie too. Like he wasn't intrigued by her. He didn't want to be in a relationship with her. And then when he found out what it was, he was creeped out by her. Right. He still wanted to be with Sophie one, regardless, even though like whenever she was around him, she was like sort of irritable, you know? Right. So when they're at the diner, they're both like, he's doing the same thing again. He's like, I think we should just go compartmentalize it and never think of it again. And she and Sophie once, this is Ethan one and Sophie one. So Sophie's like, I don't think I can forget about it. I keep thinking about it. And they're like, what is it? A different dimension? What is it? And they're like wondering what's going on and way more calmly than I would be in that situation. Yeah. I would be like, there's another person that looks just like me. I would be almost certain I was losing my mind, but. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. No, I I don't think I'd be calm at all. I'd be like, um, what's happening? (laughs) Like, I'm like, did I enter a parallel universe and not be aware of it? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah. So they want to leave, but honestly, I can understand why Sophie liked Ethan too better than she liked her husband because he was more emotionally available. He was cooler. He was like, you know, he he really seemed like he was more into tune in tune as to what she wanted versus like. Ethan one was so ready to just leave everything behind, but Ethan two was like, no, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about this whole thing. And so this is, okay. This is what I was going to say, which I think that's interesting because it seems to me like the point of the story or, or, the, these couples coming to this place is that they are not like supposed to fall in love with this doppelganger of their significant other, you know? Um, And I mean, it's kind of like the whole story is like pretty fucked up with everything, but it's, it's so she's, she's like falling in love with this guy that looks just like her husband, but is like, for some reason, just a little like, just better, just better, you know? And I get it. Like, I totally get that. And I, I think if I was in the same situation where, uh, I was with this guy who, you know, I didn't trust. And then I I met someone else that was just like him and the person that I fell in love with. And he was just like, better that like, maybe, yeah, my feelings might be like, well, maybe this isn't the person that I love, you know, and I love this other guy. And so, um, yeah, very
1: interesting. Yeah. I think, I think also in her head, like, here's a version of him that didn't cheat on her. Right, exactly. And she can love him like she used to love him because he doesn't have that... Like, it's really confusing. Like, they say multiple times, like, Ethan 1 and Ethan 2 are the same person, but they're not the same person. They're separate. You know what I mean? Right. They're physically different people, but here's a version of Ethan who she fell in love with who didn't betray her. Right. Who she can love again. And, And Ethan 1 is like so so they deci- so they decide to go back to the the state because she said let's mm. explore this let and we'll just see what it is and so it's interesting because ethan one agrees to go back because he thinks they're like gonna explore it for like scientific purposes you know right but i think she obviously just wants to explore it because she liked what she saw of ethan too because he treated her better and and here's someone like like she used to love you know And they're going to take turns going into the cottage or the guest house because they can't go in together. And he's trying to like, he's like asking. So Ethan one is asking Sophie two all these weird questions. Like, where'd you come from? Where'd, what did we do last night? And she's giving like super vague answers. Right. She's Like, can't be flustered. And so he goes out to Sophie, Sophie one. And he was like, I can't, uh, they're like, you can't trick them. And Sophie one's like, well, let's not try to trick them. And then he's trying to tell her what to do when she's in there. And she says, are you trying to tell me what to do? Are you trying to like ruin this for me? Like when we went and saw that magic show and you told me how it was done (laughs) and you ruined it for me and everyone around us. And I thought that. Imagine, I have to say something. Can you
0: imagine sitting like in an audience and then there's one guy that's like, this is what happens with this. What happens with this. And you're like, fuck you. Asshole, I mean,
1: like, fuck you. I can, I can imagine why she might be at her wit's end with him because he sounds so difficult to just relax with. Right. And maybe that's a byproduct of cheating on her. Like, maybe it's his guilt. I don't know because it's, you know, Ethan 2 shows that he didn't used to be that way, you know? Right. Well, and- he's
0: so, I think Ethan 1 is so ready to use logic to explain everything. And she's like, this isn't that. You can't explain this away with logic. She's like, there's obviously an emotional component to this where, yeah. you know, I mean, and and I don't think he wants to accept that. I think he just wants to go, no, 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 this is definitively what it is and what it means. And she's like, but we don't know that, you know, you can't, you don't know that. And also when she's starting to have feelings for someone that really isn't her husband, technically, it's, it's, I can especially understand why she would be like, let's just
1: hang on for a minute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And when they're driving back, oh, there was another line when they're driving back. And he said to her, you know, I know I'm not saying you did anything wrong but i'm kind of uncomfortable with the fact that you slept with him which i thought at the time i thought that was a little weird too because i was like how would you reconcile that like even though he looked just like her husband he was another physical person that you slept with and so i i thought that would be maybe difficult to like get past that like it would kind of like for her to get past that no i mean for like like if I was in her shoes, it would freak me out knowing I just had sex with a stranger who wasn't a stranger. And if I was in his shoes, it would freak me out. Be like, oh, my spouse just had sex with somebody else. But then she says to him in the car, I would never knowingly cheat on you, which I think is a very heavy line. I do too. Said so lightly. And the moment just goes by. They don't dwell on it, but he just he doesn't say anything back to her after that and I thought that was a really good moment as well like it there was so
0: much um like what you said there was so much like implication behind it you know mm-hmm. because she didn't know that she had cheated on him you yeah know? yeah um Which she really didn't. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't really consider it cheating. It's like she, I mean, she had no idea. She didn't know. In this movie, it's like. Like, why, why, why would, yeah. Like, why would she think that was cheating? Like, it's her husband. It looks exactly like him. It acts like him, you know. It's not Um, like
1: in Revenge of the Nerds where he's wearing a mask. Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: Oh god, so problematic. So (laughs) problematic. Everyone's like, it's such a great scene, and I'm like, it's rape. (laughs) (laughs) Um
1: anyway. (laughs) But he doesn't Ethan one doesn't have that excuse because whoever he cheated on his wife with was definitely not his wife. (laughs) It was not the
0: uh Sophie two, you know. So yeah. I'm gonna take a drink of water real quick.
1: Okay, for all of our listeners, she's slowly tilting the cup. Oh, I've made her laugh. So she can't drink now. Here she goes. And we're off. She's drinking. Tastes good. I can tell it's refreshing. She smiles. She's picking up her microphone. <laughs> and we're back.
0: <laughs> okay. I was legitimately worried, though, that, like, you were going to say something and I was going to be like, like, all over. So... <laughs>
1: Oh, jeez! Happened before. Yeah,
0: <laughs> comes out your nose. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's the worst. Um, no, so I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. That she said that line because there's just so there's just so much behind it. Like I wouldn't, you know, like it's almost like it's almost like she's going, well, unlike you, I yep, would never exactly un- cheat on you. Yeah, yeah you know, and. She has every right to feel the way that she does, you know. Mm-hmm. He he broke her trust, and she's unhappy and she's angry about it. And I empathize with her. That's that's a shitty situation to be in, you know. Someone you you love is like just like, well, I'm just gonna have sex with someone else. Like, um, so I really like that Ethan too is very playful, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, like they're playing like tic tac toe and everything, and and. I just, I loved Ethan two and Sophie one's relationship. Like I, I really liked it. And I almost didn't really care about Ethan one, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, they
1: did. The movie didn't really make Ethan one seem likable. like redeemable almost. Yeah. Like yeah, very likable. He, he was actually like, I know, you know how I said earlier, like, yeah, Sophie one was like when she was around Ethan one, she was like sort of tight and, and I kept thinking like, why won't she just like take it easy on him? But then your perception slowly changed or my, per- my perception at least changed as I watched the movie and I was like, no, it's not Sophie one. That's the problem. It's Ethan one. Yeah. Why doesn't he like loosen up? And that, yeah, I agree with you. Like Ethan two was, was a, it was, is, it was a much nicer storyline between the two of them. Well, and
0: Ethan one spends like the entire time being very suspicious of the whole situation. So he's never relaxed and, and, and I mean, he, he's really like kind of a dick throughout the whole movie. Like he, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, um, I wanted, I thought it was interesting with the whole thing where he was like, um Ethan too was supposedly like calling people you know yeah asking questions and I was curious I thought that that was interesting about the um the fact that he had put his phone like in recording and and there was like no recording um and I I was I was kind of wondering I'm like I wonder if there's some sort of um like device that's like preventing his phone from recording or or something like that you know or whatever it is because this is this movie is like bordering on the sci-fi but it's never it's never like too sci-fi it's always like just on the cusp of it which I can appreciate because I personally like that sometimes when they like they overdo it you're like okay (laughs) like I saw this one movie and I can't For the life of me remember what it's called but um it was like about this uh these two brothers that like escape from a cult and they go back and even though they've aged everyone else in this cult is the same age and you find out it's like this creature that's like preventing like (laughs) like these people like are are like going through like this time loop or whatever but the way that it was done because it started out so normal that when they introduced the like aspect of like this time change you were like this is stupid this is bad you know and I didn't finish the movie because and I think I was talking to you about it and you were like oh oh boy I hate when they do that in films when they make it like too over the top I wish I could remember the name of this because it's one of those it's one of those movies where like you know, like on Pinterest, there's like, this is the top 10 greatest sci-fi movies. And then you like read through it and you're like, or like I get the one that I get a lot is like the top, like 10, like greatest, like horror films or like best horror films. And then there'll be like insidious on there. And I'm like, immediately I'm disregarding everything else you just said, because you put insidious on there and that movie's garbage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. I thought this movie, like my whole perception of this movie, was like it's weird sci-fi movie. And yeah, he puts his phone, he hides his phone in the guest house to record. And a, when he goes back to get his phone, it's not in the same place. Right. And Sophie too hands it to him, and she's like, "Oh, I found your phone." And then he listens to it, and it's just like like distortion. It's not even. It's 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 like almost white noise
0: or something. And I
1: in in. That part was really creepy to me because I'm like, what is going on in that house? Like, who are these people? What is going on? Why can't he hear his recording? How did she find his phone? Right.
0: And, and like he so, hid it well. Like he hid it in a basket. There's There's no reason for her to
1: have known that it was there. Right. You know? So there's like some nefarious force. At this point in the movie, I'm thinking there's some nefarious force, whether from Ted Danson's character or what, somebody, something, like, wa- guarding this, watching over this house, so they know everything that happens inside it, and also, right. like, some weird thing that causes the whole house to change when either Sophie or Ethan are in it, you right. know?
0: Um,
1: it makes me, it
0: makes me wonder, too, because, like, so there's another... Section of the house where there's like
1: all that equipment. So yeah, that that's yeah, that's like a little another little house, I think. Right. So yeah. like,
0: if, if if what what I'm assuming I'm assuming is Ted Danson has kind of like the mastermind the whole time ty- behind this whole thing because later when they go to his place, like he's just gone, like everything is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So <clears throat> he's not really that big of a mastermind then if he has all his like his computers unlocked so they can go through his computer and they can listen these recordings that he had made of all these different people that have been there before and you see there's like a picture frame there's like one of those electronic picture frames with all these like couples that were like oh we're so in love you know "blah, blah blah this place really worked so when you're initially watching it, you're like, oh, great. Well, this will work for them because there's all these other people that it worked for. So like, you're kind of assuming it will work for them too. So Ted Danson is if, from what I'm assuming is the mastermind is not that great at covering his tracks, you know? Yeah. Unless
1: he's doing it on purpose, but. That's one of the parts that I didn't understand. I have no idea why so later in the movie, Ethan one goes into that little place and he finds a computer and he opens files and it's like recordings of like past therapy sessions for the other couples who have allegedly stayed there. And then he finds one in the trash, weirdly enough, right. on the computer that's like Ethan and labeled Ethan and Sophie. And it's like this voice going, I'm Ethan. And then slowly changing into the voice of Ethan Right. I'm Ethan. I'm Ethan. And then I'm Sophie. I'm Sophie. And I have no, I honestly have no idea what is going on. Like, what does that even mean? I, and that's one of the things about this movie that makes me upset is that I think it does so well portraying a conflicted relationship, but because of the weird sci-fi element that I thought it had, or think it has, it messes with it for me too much. And it doesn't explain it. In a way, right. or because I think, well, as, as think- I said, Mike had a theory that sort of helped me put myself at ease about it. But even that theory doesn't answer certain questions, like what is going on with this computer in the house, right? What do you think it is, like, um, I want to actually, I want to get into that
0: later, okay? Because there's just a lot, a lot more, I think. Um So. Let's talk about, um, so Ethan then tricks Sophie by saying that he's going to the grocery store
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he like parks on the side of the road and like runs over to the guest cottage and pretends to be Ethan too. And so then they sleep together, which I was like, that's pretty messed up, <laughs> you know? Cause he's, it, it's like, so he's just, he's being, you know, consciously deceptive to his wife. To try and figure out, I mean, I, okay, from his perspective, I can understand it because he's clear, he's losing his wife to the man, to a man that is him, but like a better version of him. Yeah. If that was me and I was in that situation, I'd also be very upset that I was losing my husband to a better version of myself. It would make me feel very inadequate,
1: you know? Well, I think it's like, There's things, there's something in his past that he can't change, no matter how much he tries to make them forget about it. He just can't. And here's a version of him that doesn't have that. Right. And she's in love with that still. And he knows that he can never get that person back again. Like he he doesn't seem like he's willing to put that work into helping her feel loved and safe again, you know? Right. And he's like constantly accusing her, so why would she feel comfortable and safe
0: with him anyway if she's like, "What the next time I do anything you're gonna immediately accuse me yet again like it's like, yeah, so I'm always on edge because you're always gonna be there going, "Well, you know, like what if this and this happened whatever you know and and um it's hard to it's hard to be comfortable when you Like you, you feel like you've done nothing wrong, but for some reason you can never do anything right, you know? Yeah. And and it's difficult. I mean, that'd be difficult for anyone to be in a situation where they're feeling comfortable with your significant other when your significant other is constantly like, um, this happened and I'm blaming you. And you're just like, uh, cool, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: So I can see why she would close herself off to Ethan one because he he's just not willing to put the effort in to yeah. try to get them to a new place. Right. Yeah. And
0: he's it's it's just consistently like let's logically figure this out. Let's logically do this and it's like and it's like you you got to step away from that, dude. You know, like you're going you're killing your wife. Like she's she she's dying. She wants you to just be who you were she wants to be in love with the man that you're in love with but she can't because she's on edge um yeah so then the next super weird thing that happens is um Ethan too and Sophie too are waiting for them (laughs) at the guest cottage (laughs) right yeah I liked that scene when Ethan one's like talking to Sophie one and she's just like staring. And so you're like, wait, some, something's up, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. they, they like pan over and it's the two. And I, I liked how Ethan one or Ethan two and e- uh, Sophie two were wearing all white or they were wearing like off white colors. So you could like tell that they were different. And then Sophie one and Ethan one were wearing like actual colors. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, it was kind of interesting almost like this almost like a copy the the people that are wearing white are almost like a copy of the i mean they are but like i like that they did it that way and also you need i mean obviously you need like the visual like aspect to you know show that they're like different people you know um it's
1: it's like when you're watching a british tv show and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two actors yeah talk about casting people who look so similar i mean this movie come I, on no i was like shocked that they found people that looked exactly <laughs> like dr Foss <Duplass> and elizabeth <laughs> moss i was like i know where do they get these guys That's Yeah, crazy <laughs> it's just, they it's turned like, over every rock <laughs> to find them yeah the clone
0: shop, the clone shop down the yeah. road yeah
1: so i thought it was it was interesting that they all four of them were now in the same room and they decided to have like a, an evening, like an evening together, like eating dinner. And I, I really, I thought it was really a really good scene and good performances because Ethan won, like, it didn't matter that they were all in the same room together. Like Sophie won, was shamelessly, shamelessly preferred Ethan too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like she was
0: Like everything he said, she's like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like you about it. Like, um, and you can just see like Sophie one, I think is, is, is very much like, I mean, or no Sophie two, sorry, let me go back. Okay. So Sophie two, as we've like spoken before about like the classic, like fifties housewife is like, it is kind of like it's kind of like she's in like a corset. Like she is just like holding everything in. She's trying not to display any emotion. She, she's just kind of like, you know, she's, it's, it's just such an interesting way of watching. She's trying to be cordial at first, but you can tell as the evening goes on, she's like, you know what? Sophie won like, fuck you. Like she's not saying it, but like, it's just, it's written all over her face like elizabeth moss is such a great actress because she has just the subtle like the subtlest of emotional changes in her face but like you can tell exactly what she's thinking you know and it's it's such a rare quality i feel like to find like a really like very talented actress that can really do that not a rare quality but um there's there's few that are like her out there, you know, that can portray so much in just one little subtle look, and it's it's great. She, I mean, she really is like she's such
1: a talented actress. Yeah, she's a champion with subtlety. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, there's that really cool moment with them where the the two Sophies are in the kitchen together, and Sophie two they're passing a bottle of wine back and forth, and Sophie one was like, so has ethan two talked to you at all about our time together and sophie too is like or are you afraid that are you afraid like something like are you afraid that he's talked to me about your time together Am, you know like are you afraid of how much i know about you no 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 sorry she said well has ethan one told you about our time together and yeah and then she's like, which one are you more afraid of that? I know what you do with Ethan two, or that, you know, what I do with Ethan one. Yeah. And it's very like, I had to actually rewind that part.
0: Cause I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, am I understanding what's going on? Because she was like, she, she was so much, very much saying that like Sophie one doesn't care what happened between Ethan one and Sophie two yeah all Sophie one cares about is what happened with Ethan Two and Sophie One, and that is very confusing, <laughs> so yeah, I just have to say one thing to our listeners out there that like. You probably already like way into the episode, so this might be too late. But like, you one hundred percent need to watch this movie before you listen
1: to this episode because you're gonna be real confused. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you might not be less confused after watching the movie, but at least you'll know Sophie one, Sophie two, Ethan one, and Ethan two. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, and and I thought that that was that was interesting, and and just I think that there was a big like there was a big shift between the two, between the two Sophies, where as they were almost like cordial with each other, now it was like being on a glacier. Like they were like, it was cold, like, you know, and Sophie too was like, oh, I was going to do the dishes, but not going to do them anymore. So can you do them? Thanks. Bye. You know? And, yeah. um, and, and I, th- I thought that that part was interesting. I'm glad that you mentioned it. Cause it was so, it was so spot on with, Sophie too knows exactly what is going on. And she knows that she's just like how Ethan one is losing his wife. She's losing her husband. Yeah. To herself, like another version of herself. Very,
1: it's very strange. It's like, it's like, if you think too deeply about it, it makes no sense. Right. (laughs) If you put like, if you put two couples who are, let's say two couples who are like having an open relationship with each other. And two people fall in love who aren't supposed to fall in love. And the other spouses are pretty much shit out of luck. Like, yeah, right. This whole situation happened because of our actions and now we can't undo it. And you know what I mean? It's very interesting. It's like, it always, it makes me when you, when, like
0: open relationships that are mentioned or whatever um I always think of that one scene in Arrested Development when Tobias is talking to Lindsay and he's like well maybe we should have an open relationship and and she's like oh well does that work for other couples and he goes oh no absolutely not it never works out but it might work for us (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah oh man so so, good (laughs) so yeah i kind of watch sometimes not sometimes i've only seen the movie twice but if i think about that scene i kind of think of it in those terms of like two couples who made some mistakes and now they're sort of stuck and they don't know how to how to fix these mistakes and so it's just interesting it's an interesting scene that up until that point, I wasn't really sure. I didn't know if Sophie Two and Ethan two were even a thing or if they were just there for Ethan one and Sophie One, but it's you know, like- I
0: didn't either. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't sure either. I, I thought that they were maybe like literally just there to help bring this relationship back together. Yeah. But then as you see that Sophie Two and Ethan two actually like are married and are in a relationship, but Ethan, too, has fallen in love with Sophie, one, and vice versa, and so now these, this, these other two are are kind of just, like, left by the side, and, um, so then let's, let's talk about, like, do you want to talk about, like, what the whole, like, thing is actually about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, because we're there, (laughs) so we might as well. Um, so, Ethan one gets trapped into the, in the guest house and he's like screaming for his wife to let him out. And, um, and Sophie two goes in there and she starts to tell him that, um, her and Ethan two were the previous couple that were there. And that what is happening is the couple that comes to the estate ends up staying And basically being like the doppelgangers for this new couple. Right.
1: Did she say all that? I did not. She did. Yeah. I I thought that I, I thought it was some weird thing where, cause she said, I didn't think she spelled it out that clearly. Cause I thought she said she did. "Did,
0: She did. did, Yeah. Cause she she
1: did. they're not supposed to fall in love because you guys have to stay so we can leave. Like they can't leave until the new couple stays. But I impl- I thought the implication was that they were, like, weird clones of, like, previous, like, like, nope. they were the past couple who got weird, like, Ted Danson was, like, a mad scientist and he, like, made them into the new couple to take their place or something. So, okay, so Sophie, Sophie 2
0: and, and Ethan 2 were the previous couple But we're like, I guess, transformed into these doppelgangers. So then Sophie or, yeah, Sophie 1 and Ethan 1 are supposed to stay behind to be the doppelgangers for the next couple. And then the next couple will stay. And then
1: Ethan 1 and Sophie 1 will leave. Yeah, I didn't think it was that explicitly spelled out that they were the last couple. That's where my confusion started because I was like, who are they? And I just was like, I guess they're the last couple, but... I didn't think that she actually, like, said that. I thought she just said, you guys have to stay because that's the only way we can leave. She, I thought that yeah, was she does, of like, but
0: I think that it's, it's kind of, like, implied. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's, I don't think she spells it out that, like, so much, but I also did, like, kind of some research, too. Oh, okay. Um, so she didn't yeah.
1: actually, like, spell it out. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Ethan one is stuck in the guest house and Sophie two is like, I can help you get out. We have to make sure that Sophie one leaves or Sophie one stays with you, you, because Ethan two and I can only leave if you two stay. Yep. And so they go like, they concoct some plan that we don't see. Cause then it jumps to the guest house where Sophie one is saying to Ethan two, like, okay, we're gonna, they're gonna go on this hike. And she's like, we'll go on a hike, but maybe I should check on Ethan one, just to make sure he's okay. And he's like, no, give him his space. And then Sophie two comes in and she's like, yeah, give Ethan one his space. Um, I don't have hiking clothes here though. And so Sophie one is like oh I have clothes and how does she have like identical outfits I thought that that was weird too that she inexplicably
0: for some reason has like two of the same outfit like I was like
1: why (laughs) how does that work so now the two Sophies are dressed alike like you know I
0: could have I could have excused it if it was like one of the shirts was like maybe an off like, a little bit of a different blue, and, like, the, but even, like, the, um, ties of, like, the sweatpants were the same same color. Yeah. It's, like, like make the ties of the sweatpants black, and, like, the blue, like, just a slightly different blue, like, just a little bit, so it's different, but it's not, it's very similar, but I did think it was weird that she had, like, two of the same duplicate outfit, and it would have made sense if it was maybe, like, a uniform or something, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, but otherwise... it seems like Sophie One just goes to the mall and buys like two or three of everything. Yeah. Like, and that's like, I like this shirt, so I'm gonna buy doubles of it.
0: <laughs> it's very like I mean, I've certainly bought shirts um that were the same type but were different colors. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like right, I was
0: I like it, but yeah. like to have the same exact outfit. It's very strange. And especially to bring it on vacation. Why uh, yeah. would you bring it on vacation? <laughs> yeah. Like that's I thought that that was, that was weird, and it was, and, like, in my mind, it's, like, and I, I get why that they did it, and we'll, explore, like, we'll discuss it more as it goes on, but I was kind of, like, oh, that's convenient that they happen to look exactly the same, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Sophie, too, tells Ethan, one, that she loves Ethan, too, and she'd right. rather be stuck there with him than not... Right. And that comes into play later. I have a question about that later. So Ethan one has snuck into the main house and he intercepts Sophie one and he's trying to tell her that it's all a trap and you know then Ethan two gets suspicious and and so they all have like this showdown and they're running towards the door and there's like this force field around the gate of the property. Yeah. So and then Ethan two like hits the force field and collapses. Does does he die? Is he dead? I don't I don't know. I don't think you ever find that out. No.
0: I wouldn't imagine so because that's like the reason I would say I doubt it is because in if Ted Danson is the guy behind this, which you kind of assume that he is, that is like more or less his property and if he and if that part of their property is gone, well then what you're doing doesn't work anymore. You know?
1: So (laughs) So then like Ethan one is looking back and forth between the Sophies and he's trying to figure out who the real Sophie is. Sophie one is. And then finally, Sophie, who you think is Sophie one decides to leave with him and they leave. And Sophie two is like,
0: like, so she, there is, it's important to say though, that one of them is looking like down at Ethan two, like distressed. And the other one is looking up at Ethan one and is smiling Mm -hmm. and he takes the one that's smiling at him.
1: And that's. Um, yeah so okay what were you saying that's one of my questions but i guess we have to so i want to get back to what the research you did on but i want to finish the description of the movie because i have a question so okay okay so so they leave and they drive by who you think is sophie 2 and ethan 2 and ethan 2 is on the ground and then right. it cuts to like time has passed and ethan and sophie 1 are in bed together and they're laughing and she's like, I'll make you breakfast and they're having a really good time. You'd be like, oh, their relationship is, is really good. They're like healed. Like they're they're doing really well. Like yeah, he's like, he's like thing. teasing
0: her about stealing all the covers and he's like, you're wrapped up like a little tootsie roll. And he's like, but I didn't want to wake you because you were so cute. And she's like, oh and it that was a cute scene. But then yeah, so she goes to make him breakfast and he's like, oh what are you making? And she goes, I'm gonna make you eggs and bacon and you're like, oh shit. Like,
1: oh, it's the wrong <laughs> oh. Sophie. Oh shit.
0: That's what I think. I do you think it was the wrong Sophie? Well,
1: yeah, I think it was the wrong Sophie, but I don't I can't reconcile it in my head because that Sophie, Sophie too, it like very clearly said she loved Ethan too and she would rather be stuck there with him. So why would she choose to leave? It makes no sense. <sighs> You're right. It no,
0: I no, I you're I'm like thinking about this and I'm like I guess I didn't even I didn't even like think of that. Like I was just kinda like it, it seemed very deceptive that she was like smiling at him. Yeah. And maybe they almost did it just because it was like a twist ending. Um but you're right, if she she says many times that she wants to stay with her husband. So maybe it was the kind of thing where she realized that it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was kind of like spur of the moment decision. She realized it wasn't going to work with her husband because he was clearly in love with someone else that looked exactly like her. And she just said, okay, well then I'm going to get out of here because if I stay,
1: I'm not going to be happy anyway, you know? Um, Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't know. But you said you did some research. So let's get back to that. You did some research explaining the ending or something? Well, I mean, it's pretty
0: much – I feel like I'm going to disappoint you, but it's it's pretty much said what we're discussing right now. it wasn't really that much more illuminating
1: than what I already thought. Um, so, what was your theory after watching the movie? Like, what before you did that research? What did you think was going on? Um, as far as like him leaving with, so Sophie, like, what was the ending? Like, what is the movie? Like, what happened? <laughs> I need to. So <laughs> I need to know what you thought. So, I think. I guess
0: I'll start. I from. Like, overall, I think that Ted Danson has a place where he, um, like, I don't, I don't even know because they don't really explain, like, what happens to these people. And also, like, what is very disturbing as well is that um, these doppelgangers were, like, originally in different bodies imagine being in a different body and having to live like that for the rest of your life now that you've escaped this world but also would Sophie too even be able to leave if if Ethan too was stopped by the force field
1: I was wondering that too I mean I think the idea is that two of them have to leave together but if that's the case then wouldn't Ethan to get through And as long as one Sophie followed him, the other two just couldn't get out. So it didn't explain that either. No, it didn't. So he's using these
0: people through trickery and, um, you know, I guess emotional distress, desire to like change their lives and improve their lives or whatever. And creating these doppelgangers of these couples and, like, <laughs> I guess that what ends up happening is that you're supposed to assume that the couple that's originally there ends up leaving. And then the the new couple that comes in takes place of the doppelgangers and is not, are now the doppelgangers. And I don't know. I guess that's it. Like, I don't, I, I feel like.
1: I guess that's it. I I feel like I don't really have any other explanation for it. Like, I don't. So that's what I thought as well. And I thought both times I watched it, I thought the movie was missing a scene showing Ted Danson as like this wacky mad scientist and showing. Like, give me a montage and show me how he does that. Because I thought it was a weird sci-fi clone thing where he would. I thought he would take the previous people and then the turn them into the new people. And then it would seem like their marriage was improved because they were trapped and the new couple leaves and they live in these new people's lives. And they're so grateful to not be trapped at the guest house anymore that they, you know, and I, none of it made sense. Like I couldn't reconcile that because it's, it's sci, it felt sci-fi, but there was no explanation. And it was too obvious that it needed more of an explanation for me. And I couldn't figure out, I just, I can't figure out the ending, and that's why I wanted to tell you Mike's theory because Mike's theory makes a lot of sense. Okay, you would like to I'm hear ready. It. I'm ready for it. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. Okay. So, so go to dancing, it's just basically therapy. Like, so Ethan one is is like maybe metaphorically a metaphor for how men are resistant to therapy. So the whole time he's like suspicious and resistant. Sophie one is open to it and the whole thing is just happening in their minds like becoming this different version of themselves that's like healed and moved on and at the end of the movie it's not the wrong sophie it's just therapy has healed them they've both become sophie 2 and ethan 2 right because therapy has healed them and like they have like their separate houses like locked off from each other you know right their visions of what they want of the other person but they can't quite get there and so the struggle of deciding that they love each other still you know it's all just like a metaphor and allegory for therapy which makes a lot of sense to me
0: it does make a lot of sense but i i feel like if they're going to do that if they're going to go down that route then you need to have um Well, Ted Danson be a bigger part of it first. Yeah, because
1: why? Well, I like I said, I that theory helps me to not be stressed out about the movie because I can like I it answers enough questions, but I still have questions like why was Ted Danson's office empty? Right. Why is there? I mean,
0: Ethan one had left him a bunch of voicemails like I figured out what you do, whatever, blah blah blah. But
1: I I, I don't know. I. I did like when he was like, Hey, I just wanted to thank you for sending us here. Maybe next time you can send us to the Holocaust Museum. I thought that was a funny line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was
0: good. That's good. Um, but, um,
1: yeah, like what it, how do you explain the computer with the files and the vocal like recordings? But the therapy thing makes the most sense to me, but like I said, I still have questions. Right. Because how do you turn like how do you turn people into other people? How do you make a movie where that could be the solution, but you never show how that happens in any capacity? Right.
0: Okay. So I looked up some stuff on Reddit and there are some people who are kind of like asking the same questions like why does a psychiatrist send people here how does he transform people into each other is he an alien is he from the future are the doubles supposed to forget their previous lives after becoming the current couple and moving on um and it does leave a lot of questions unanswered because that is that is a good question as to these People are, like, just seemingly okay with being transformed into an other, another person, but I feel like anyone I know, like, why would you want to be in a different body when this has, like, been your body your whole life? You know what I mean? Like, you you love the body you're in because it's yours, you know?
1: Um, yeah, that's why I think if it's, like, if it's all in the mind, that's why I think that makes more sense because it's, like, your mind is changing more than you're, like, Becoming a different person. Right. Because, yeah, like, it have to show, like, a workshop where he, like, makes them into these new bodies,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. And so, like, there's another question that someone asked, too, on Reddit. It was, um, so only two people can leave. Then if Sophie, too, and Ethan, too, know the rules, then why don't they just leave before this other couple gets there. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Because if that's the only thing that's holding them there is that only two people need to leave. Well, then why stay? You know, um, there's definitely inconsistencies with uh, just, I mean, really kind of everything. So this other person had a interpretation that said maybe the psychologist has like some sort of abilities that are beyond like kind of our realm, you know, and okay, yeah. like maybe he can turn people into other people and like teach them how to act and like sound like other people. But then that kind of doesn't really make sense as to why Ethan too would have called Ethan one's family members and friends and asked questions because wouldn't he
1: n- kind of already know, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Why did he call the family and ask what, how, like, what street he grew up on? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't get it. There's just questions, but yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm at peace with it being an allegory for like therapy, but it makes me like the movie less because I really wanted it to be sci-fi, and I can't reconcile the sci-fi. You know?
0: <laughs> right. No, and you kind of can't. You kind of like. You never really get that like fulfilling explanation of um you know it's aliens which I wouldn't have liked because I I find myself like it has to be a really well done alien movie
1: yeah for me
0: to be like okay with aliens being the explanation like it has to be very well done
1: yeah I agree like it has to be it has to be w- yeah. more well done yes yeah.
0: I d- I don't understand the explanation I don't understand. I don't. I think that there is a lot missing. I feel like this movie is great with subtlety. However, you can't have subtlety without having like a reason for it. You, you. You can't just have something in in something, you know, without a reason for it to be there. And I have said this so many times, but a good director that has everything in a movie for a reason. And if you don't get a reason for that thing, then that's not good directing. Yeah. It's not a good story because it's just there. And you're like, you know, it's what is that? Chekhov's gun is um yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you have a if you show a gun in the first act, it has to be shot by like at least the third act or something. It's like some rule. But yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I liked it, but I just think that there is so much left unsaid and left unexplored that as a viewer, you're kind of just like, it's almost like they're trying to like create a shocking ending, but there's so little explanation as to why it's shocking that you're almost like, okay. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yep. I agree. Like I, I, I like the first two acts of the movie, but the third act sort of falls apart for me. If it's sci-fi and they would have explained it better, I would have liked it. But if it's an allegory for therapy, which makes sense to me, I like it less because I think it's, I just, it's too out there. It's too bananas right and and you need to rein it in or explain it a little bit i mean i don't you don't need to spell it out for me, but you just need to show me something because what you did is you presented me with this movie where these two people have doppelgangers, but you didn't you didn't clarify it with any any explanation that was satisfying, you know right. And maybe there's people who are yelling at their speakers like, no, it makes total sense. It's this. But for me, I think if you're going to, if you're going to make a movie really out there, you either have to make it sci-fi and give me enough of a reason to be like, okay, it's sci-fi. Or you have to tell me a little bit clearer, like this is an allegory instead of making it like so just interpretive, I guess.
0: Um, I tend to be more drawn personally towards the psychological rather than sci-fi. I like sci-fi. I enjoy it, but I tend to like my sci-fi to be like Star Trek. Like, I want it to be like people in space, like over, kind of like over the top, like a lot, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um again, like there was that movie about the brothers that were in the cult. And even though that was like a little bit of subtle sci-fi, it was like enough where I was like, this is stupid because it's not like, it doesn't, doesn't vibe with the rest of the film and the rest of the film goes. Um, and this, in this case, it it just, it it leaves you with, it leaves you wanting something more and you're not going to get it. Yeah. So would you ever recommend it? Um, I think I would, actually, because despite the issues with it, I do think it's a decent film. I would not say it's the best, but it is a decent film. It is enjoyable. Um, It kept me captivated the entire time. Um, Yeah, I mean, the the performances are good. It's a beautiful, it's like aesthetically pleasing. Um, Yeah, I would say that I would recommend it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, same here. I I think performance is alone it's worth watching. Yeah, for sure. And just watch it and see what you think of the ending, you know. Yeah. I mean, I would the caveat that I think the third act is not as good as the first two. Right. And the ending is has, is problematic, but I think it's it's a decent movie. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, if you're listening
0: out there and you like this movie and you have your own uh theory or or you feel like you might know what happened like we would sincerely love to hear it. You know, we would love it. So you can send us a message on watchers of, um, watchers of movies at gmail.com or we're on Instagram at watchers of movies. We're on Facebook at watchers of movies. And we also have watchers of movies.weebly.com, which is a new website that I built. Heyo. And, oh, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and google play and stitcher and thanks to mike for our music yep you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thanks mike yes and if you guys like our stuff please give us five stars on itunes because that's how we get listeners How we get out there and we love what we do so we want to be out there we want to get listeners because we like it it's fun (laughs) it's fun Anyway, I think I'm all set talking about everything. Yeah, so, bye. Bye.